Let's bring in Bill Baruch, president of Blue Line Futures, here to talk currencies and treasuries. Bill, welcome. We've been focusing so far this morning on a busy week, and while some of the data do out, basically multiple focal points for investors and traders, how the indices have kind of shrugged off some of the negative, they're focusing on the positive, is what we're seeing markets leading up to, well, does this fall under the category of calm before the storm? Yeah, tomorrow's a big number with CPI and then it leads into PPI. And, and the real question that we're asking ourselves today is, is how much is, is discounted? How much of a, of a tempering inflation number is already discounted by markets? Now, now I remain hopeful. I, I do see inflation continuing to cool. Expectations are, are you know, for that cooling number, though. And, and you know, the markets, as, as they've consolidated, uh, they're just in sort of wait-and-see mode, mode right now. And I, I think that the... Uh, as we see inflation start to, to come down, I, I think it's uh, it's really a, a great environment uh, right now for, for equity markets. I, I find to see it uh, that way. But, um, you know, tomorrow we'll confirm it and then PPI Thursday. And it's sort of just a, a wait and see until then. Tomorrow, uh, PPI Thursday, obviously, are going to be focal points to confirm or uh, kind of uh, reject some of what we've seen in terms of the positive sentiment, the tone we've seen in markets. But I guess the concern I have is when we look a little bit beyond some of that data even, uh, you've got earnings banks this week, some of the big tech names last week, and tech has been key to this rally. Uh, we recently saw Tesla cutting some prices. I'm wondering if this is a reflection of demand slowing expectations of what we've seen in terms of some of the other sectors, uh, and will other tech names follow? I mean, big names like Apple, ultimately. You know, Apple was down yesterday. Yeah, the PC demand numbers. Now, now I think actually yesterday was a really great. There were some really great positives. Um, look at Micron. Uh, it was up mm -hmm. eight percent or so. Nvidia was up, up, up. I think maybe two on the day. AMD moved. Semiconductors are showing really terrific leadership. And I mean, Western Digital is another name that moved. I don't. We don't own that one. But. Um, the reason I point this out is the Samsung news of cutting chip production was the focus of semiconductors and not the slowing PC demand. And I think that's because the PC demand has been known to be slowing. That's a lagging number for quarter one. Let's look ahead when you see the inventory cycles of all of this of the semiconductors and we're getting out of the worst of it. The, the focus isn't right here, right now. It's the 2024. And that is really becoming a tailwind to semiconductors who, who wrote down those expectations, uh, you know, in the middle of last year. It's, it's again, it's a market of halves and half nots. The, the, the stocks that have written down those expectations and, and the companies that have not. So I think we're, we're starting to see this focus into the 2024 numbers. And that my reason to bring that up is because it gives the market leadership here and having leadership from the semiconductors within the tech space uh high quality names and then you then the apples the microsoft's and the alphabets they're going to have their time i mean they, i mean they've had a heck of a run uh, and they've battled back from yesterday's news as it was having the leadership within the market is extremely important now we do have to have that component where inflation is cooling because at the end of the day let's not Forget about it. Let's not keep our eye off the ball. The Fed is tightening policy to cool inflation. They're not tightening policy just to crush the economy for the sake of crushing the economy. It's to cool inflation. And if inflation is showing that it's tempering out, then I think the Fed has more of a reason to look to screw off the pedal. And we have the 2019 playbook ready to go. 
This is interesting because the Fed has cooled uh, inflation and demand a bit in terms of those PCs, but chips, you know, as I look at this chart, it makes me think of how they're in much more than just PCs nowadays. So that's probably what's telling, uh, propelling some of those individual names you mentioned. And uh, well, the Philly Semiconductor Index, the SOX in general, we're going to talk about a couple of those names because they got price target increases from KeyBank uh, in just a couple minutes. Jenny Horn's going to join us for that discussion. But let's get uh, into currencies and treasuries. That's what you're here to talk about, the dollar to one at this point, Bill, what's it telling you? It seems like it's in a holding pattern, waiting for more information as I've been describing it. Yeah, it, it's certainly in a holding pattern here. Um, the question is, are, is this today, this reversal of yesterday's gains, is this going to build out a right shoulder? Do we not go lower? Uh, and what could be an inverse head and shoulders pattern? Or is this going to be, you know, this was yesterday really a gasp for air in, in a low liquidity market during holiday hours? Remember, Europe was really on holiday. And you had the news coming from uh, the Bank of Japan governor, Ueda, mm -hmm. who who is not deviating from that ultra loose policy. Mm -hmm. and, and then the yen just really sort of, uh, you know, the, the yen fell out of bed. It, and that really would underpin the dollar's rally. And it got other currencies sort of uh, within that uh, within that crosswind there. So I, I think that, uh, again, it's a lot It's going to lean on tomorrow. I think inflation is going to cool. We've seen numbers from the PPI in the past couple of months. Two of the last three headline month over month numbers for PPI have disinflated. Remember, producer prices are a leading indicator to consumer prices. and and crude oil although it's it's been a little bit higher over the last 30 days or last couple of weeks it's you know it's been a lot of time in the 60s and it's really you know it's very tempered but while it hangs below 80 dollars so i don't see that much of an impact and, and and the economy in general is is overall slowing we've seen atlanta fed gdp numbers go from 3.2 about a month ago down to where is it now 1 1.2 1.4 or so so that that's also factoring in just the idea that we're seeing the economy slow and i think that's going to have an impact on these uh, cpi numbers but but again you got to have your head on a swivel you got to manage risk you got to be ready for the number absolutely and I mean, looking at this price activity, to your point here, this was in response to uh, BOJ Governor uh, Well's first press conference. Uida, again, uh, coming in, as you can see, a bit more dovish than expectations had been. I want to take a look quickly, a thought on uh, the Bank of Canada and expectations this week. Uh, here you can see a little bit of different pattern than what we've seen in terms of some of the other foreign currencies. It hasn't really recovered as significantly, but still hanging in there and off those lows that we saw back in October. Yeah, I think the uh, Canadian dollars was one of the only currencies against the U.S. dollar that actually finished positive yesterday. Yeah, I mean a little bit of tailwinds from from the energy space. Now you're seeing crude crude slip out a bit. I, I think I think overall, um, you know, I, I, Canada is just sort of going to be wagged by you know what the U.S. dollar does, and and it, and it could have relative strength. Uh, versus currencies around the world, if the U.S. dollar is overall going to remain strong, but the U.S. dollar weakens, um, then then it's going to be more of a center on on energy. And if and if crude oil remains above eighty dollars, which it, it slipped back below there today, uh, then then I think the uh, Canadian dollar, uh, you know, would would deviate in from the U.S. dollar and and remain somewhat somewhat strong in that in that uh, pair. But I don't have a strong opinion on, on the Canadian dollar really right here right now. And and overall, my, my focus is is what does CPI do at the end of the day, at the end of the week. It's going to be CPI and then PPI, uh, and I think we could do we get retail sales maybe, yeah, maybe Friday as well. Friday, yeah. So then, it, what what does that come from the U.S. and that's and that's ultimately what, what's going to finish out the week and, and how these markets react. In addition to the risk on tone, we've been talking about how well it's been aided by uh, rates, which is stabilized after that bank debacle. Ultimately, you've got the ten-year, uh, you've got the two-year, which have uh, uh, lost some of that intraday volatility that we'd seen to say the least here. But uh, the two-year comfortably below this four percent level right now, well off the five. 5% spike higher, near 5% high we saw. What are you seeing in terms of rates as we head into this closely watched data uh, this week? 
Yeah, the, the bonds, um, you know, they I think they hit a new high yield. Uh, and I think the the 10 year yield also uh, was also down to the lowest in um, sorry, new low yield. Um, you know, although the bond futures did hit a new high price, it was the 10 year futures that didn't really get out above that high price, though they made a new uh, low yield. That's what that's what happened there. So I, I think we're starting to see yields trend lower. But, but I think more importantly, you mentioned that two year and then you in this well relative to the 10 year, we're starting to see that reset steeper and and we're coming coming back there so I, I think you know at, at the in the teeth of the fear within this the 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 economy deteriorating it is really uh, you know from from the feds well we've hit the feds the feds hawkishness and and steep it and, and flattening or inverting that euro euro that yield curve into negative one and and now we've really kind of now facing the teeth of the recession and that fears so now we're getting that recession steepener out of there I think that's that's also a positive for for sort of risk on tailwinds and what we're seeing and lining that and circulating back to how we started this conversation uh, within the tech space, and that's that's going to be a, a tailwind within Absolutely. the equity markets as, as we as we see that thing steepen. And there we go, right back into it, and we got the 2019 playbook, and that's that's how we're looking at things. Up from that uh, risk on mode. Absolutely. Looking at the two year here right now, the futures contract back down to 3.5, we'll call it. We're talking middle of September levels. I just want to point out, I'll pull them side by side here. The 10 year is now on the right, the two year on the left. If we were to see the 10 year back to those mid September levels, I don't want to exaggerate, we'd be talking, well, 3.2, uh, below 3.3, and we're still holding up around 3.4, just below 3.5 here. So something to keep an eye on. Lastly, a thought on Bitcoin here, Bill, is it uh, breaks above 30 thousand currently trading up over three percent listen i mean it's telling us right here uh, don't look into bitcoin much more than you really have to yes there is there's some safe haven thought here with with what gold has done you can correlate it but I, I'm, I'm not looking at it so much that way if, I, if i'm looking for a safe haven i'm going to gold and and we launched uh we launched a gold fund here at blue line futures so that's that's really that's really our metals fund but certainly back to bitcoin this is a risk on asset it's doing what what tech is doing we're, I like we're, it. we're talking about going back to semiconductors look what nvidia's done and nvidia has made new all-time highs relative to the nasdaq and, and i mean so you're getting the leadership you're getting risk on leadership here and bitcoin is following suit within that that that's really my takeaway there i like that and bitcoin in many ways has led the rally uh when you take a look at it bottoming out in november around four 14,925, shrugging off some of the uh, concerns associated with cryptocurrencies, the banks. And uh, here you can see, again, a sharp move back up. We're talking back to uh, and through that gap that we saw back in June, summer, spring and summer of last year through that 30,000 level. Lots to keep an eye on here. Bill, appreciate you joining us and sharing part of your Tuesday. Help us get ahead of uh, some of the focal points for investors and traders as we get into the cash open. That's Bill Baruch, president of Blue Line Futures.